Jay Ingram is here, and the occasion is January being Alzheimer's Awareness Month. It's nice to talk with you again. Nice to be here. You know, John, you, um, you're you a stalwart in the radio industry, because I'm sure it's been many years that uh, since I first talked to you. Yep, we have been talking on and off for a good long time, and you're right, I guess I'm a survivor. So let's talk about Alzheimer's, and maybe the the good place to start would be kind of taking a sounding of the, sort of the dimensions of Alzheimer's in Canada. Can you fill us in? Yeah, the, the round numbers, and of course they're changing all the time because the numbers are rising. I think people would say there are maybe half a million Canadians right now have dementia of one kind, most of it is Alzheimer's, 70 to 75%. So half a million now. And the projections are for maybe as many as 900,000 by 2030. And globally, it's rising at a slightly faster rate. So, you know, it's a serious issue that I think we've kind of set aside during COVID, understandably. Well, and naturally, it's quite often age-specific. So that would be as boomers are aging into that bracket, that would be why so many more diagnoses will be recorded. That's true. And it's also actually interesting that the incidence, that the actual rate per 100 people is declining very slightly, possibly as a result of some of the things that we're going to talk about. But you're absolutely right. Because of the baby boomer bulge in the population, many more people are getting to the susceptible age. And so the numbers are continuing to rise. Well, let's touch on those practices and lifestyle aspects that may help in staving off Alzheimer's. I'll always remember my parents could tick off almost every box. They were physically active every day. They didn't drink too much. They went to church, which apparently is a good thing. But let's go down the list of some of the behaviors that may contribute to staving off or preventing Alzheimer's altogether. Well, I, those three that you mentioned are correct. The church one could be broadened somewhat in that it's very important, as it was for your parents, to maintain social contact. And that, together with fitness, in uh, certainly in later ages, both really important and staying fit. So, you know, there are lots of activities where you can combine two or three of those. So those are all good. You know, earlier in life, if you have some medical conditions that are treatable, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, obesity, those also are not just, you know, damaging to your health generally, but are also specific risks for Alzheimer's and other dementias. So those are really important. And, you know, there are some that people aren't, well, first of all, I don't think people are really aware that you can reduce your risk because I think most of most people think, well, if my aunt had it, maybe I'm going to get it, that kind of thing. But um, hearing loss is one of the highest risks. And the good news is that uh, hearing aids seem to reduce that risk. It wasn't clear at first uh, hearing aids would help, but it looks like they do. So preventive measures, like make sure you wear earplugs if you're in a really loud environment and do that from the time you're 20 or 15 years old in your first garage band, because it's really important, or at least get an audiology test when you're older to see if you need hearing aids. And that's, you know, I think the hearing loss thing is part of the social contact. Yeah. If you lose, you know, you can't go to a restaurant where with seven other people because you're only going to be able to hear three of them. That's losing contact. 
Okay, so then how much is this socialization aspect critical to, uh, you know, I keep coming back to the same phrase, preventing or perhaps delaying Alzheimer's? I mean, if you get out there and be a social butterfly, you may be saving yourself. Yes, and you know, when you look at the hearing loss issue and also some growing evidence that hasn't really reached the point yet where you can say this is definitively a risk. There is some association between having cataracts and having your vision diminished and your risk uh, of dementia. And so you could characterize that by saying any reduction in input of sensory information, hearing things, seeing things, you know, who knows what else, but any reduction like that is a risk. And, you know, part of being social, unfortunately, also points to um, a couple of things you said that your parents uh, didn't do, which was don't drink too much. I forget if you said they didn't smoke, but one shouldn't smoke. And so sometimes it's a bit tough, right? You, you have your social gatherings where a drink and a cigarette or two are part of it. But you have to understand that while you're doing yourself good, being socially active, uh, drinking and smoking are risks. Jay Ingram is here and we're talking about Alzheimer's in this Alzheimer's Awareness Month. So I opened asking you to give us an impression of the dimensions of Alzheimer's in Canada. I'd like to close by trying to capture where we are in the state of research, either in finding cures or finding medications and treatments. Where are we on that? So it's a hugely active area. Um, the results don't match the activity to this point. In the last few months of 2022, two drugs were licensed by the FDA in the US. Both have moderate to minimal effects on slowing cognitive loss. Uh, the one that looks like the most efficient also has some risks associated with it. So that's an issue that has to be cleared up. And they're both expensive. I mean, I've seen figures of, you know, maybe $25,000 a year. So I would say that at the moment, John, we don't have practical methods, practical drugs that are inexpensive enough and effective enough to be able to say that we have treatments, which of course, not that I don't want, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but then if you can reduce risks and if you add up all the risks, and I would say, I would really advise people who are interested in this to go to dementia, sorry, canada.ca slash dementia. You'll see the whole list. You can you can actually deal with about 40% of your total risk. That's a huge number. So that's what we've got to do until we have better drugs. Thanks for this. Thank you, John. Good to talk to you again.